Hi, I'm Lisa Pongras, the founder of Canvas and Hyde, a luxury bag company out of New York, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you guys so much for tuning to episode 211 of Chasing Dreams. Guys, I have a fun show for you today. Today, I have Lisa Pongrass, the founder and CEO of Canvas and Hyde, a luxury handbag company based in Brooklyn, New York. She is an acclaimed interior designer and fashion stylist in her Australian homeland. Lisa has over 20 years' experience that has propelled her to the forefront on fashion and beauty on an international stage. And she is here to share her story. And I'm so excited to hear what she's gone through, how she got to where she is, because I've never met a CEO of a luxury handbag company. So why not meet her together, right? Lisa, how's it going? Hi, Amy. It's great. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much. I know how busy you must be. It's heading into the winter holidays. And so you got to be crazy busy too. Oh, yeah. Pretty crazy right now with fall deliveries into store. Yeah, I'm sure. So thank you so much for joining. I mean, you have done an amazing career. I mean, from the outside, it's like, look at where she's come from, how far she's gone. And I got to ask, from the beginning, at an early age, right, did young Lisa see this coming? You know, it's so funny. Young Lisa always loved fashion. I mean, I think I was playing with Barbie dolls, dressing them up and making their clothes till I was about 16. Wow. My friends were going to parties and I, yeah, a bit nerdy with fashion, Um, had had an obsession with it Mm -hmm. pretty much all the way through my childhood into my teens and stayed with me. Yeah. And did you think that was something that you could do? I mean, as an adult? No, I I mean, I don't think you ever think when you're a kid about what you're going to, you're going to be a ballerina or a movie star. Um, but it seemed like a, just a natural progression for me with everything I've ever done, you know, after, after graduating. Well, you did interior design for a while. Was that, uh, do you think given that you were enjoyed fashion so much, did that make sense or did you kind of make some sacrifice to do interior design versus fashion design? Like what happened there? I think they're very closely related. I mm-hmm. think, you know, that, that absolute meshing of, fabrics and textures and leathers and so so they're very much designing handbags and designing interiors for me feel very complementary and very linked um, a lot of the great designers like Giorgio Armani and Bottega Veneta do interiors as well so there's that natural progression to it yeah so how long did you do interior design gosh about 10 years so 10 years, you're in an industry, you're enjoying it, you're loving it, right? I'm not putting words in your mouth, right? It, it sounds like you enjoyed it. Why make the shift? So I, I was in a position, I found myself in a position in New York where I needed to start a business mm-hmm. and coming up with the idea for, I mean, I could have 
tried to start uh, an interior design company or, or go to work for an existing company, but starting my own business and working for myself and actually giving birth to a brand just seems so much more appealing to me mm-hmm. at the time. I mean, that is that is the dream. Well, it's my dream. Well, that's awesome is that, you know, having worked under someone else's thumb, for lack of a better description, right? You've kind of took a chance. You pivoted and you went, hey, I'm going to do this. Did you do it with some background of business? I mean, was it jumping in with your eyes closed? What was that like going down this avenue of uncertainty? So I, I if totally blind, I guess, mm. looking back. At the time um, that I started it, I, you know, how, how difficult could it be was what I asked myself. <laughs> um, looking back, I can say very. It, there were a lot of things I didn't know anything about. I didn't know about importing. I didn't know about um, fish and wildlife licenses. I didn't know about um, using certain materials and constructing a bag or manufacturing. I didn't know a lot of things, but I had a pretty open mind and I, you know, I was a more mature woman. So I thought, thought I had a lot of experience. I didn't have enough, probably enough experience in business. The, um, the, the numbers, working the numbers, I, w- I wasn't, I'll be honest, I, I needed help with that. Um, but you can't be good at everything, right? Absolutely not. And you know what? Kudos to you for admitting you're not, you weren't good at everything, got help for it, because some people will just struggle and just suffer all the way down. You're like, well, that seems silly. Could have gotten help for that. I, yeah. remember, I remember one of the wealthiest um, men in Australia, Kerry Packer, he's, he's no longer with us, but he used to say one of the secrets of his success was surrounding himself with people who knew more than him about whatever venture he was undertaking, and he had the money to do that. And yeah, I, that stuck with me always. Yeah, that's very... I, I've heard a variation of that, which is if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which is true, right? I mean, because otherwise, what are you going to do? You're going to be helping everyone else instead of getting help. And so did you have a resource aside of someone to help you with the numbers to kind of a mentor, advisor to help you with this new thing? I've been very lucky that living in Brooklyn and in Manhattan from the day that I started this, Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't even explain how, but a series of angels have come into my life and helped me through it. I, f- I feel like it was almost they were instrumental in the foundations of, of helping me through this. Um, someone comes to mind, um, a girl by the name of Jenny Dawes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was instrumental in helping me set everything up when I started. She was great. She lives in Paris now, sadly. She's chasing her dreams in Paris. Hey, I'm all for it. Well, <laughs> sadly that she's in Paris, I support it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you, as someone who has kind of established yourself, you're looking back, is there anything you would have changed? Because oftentimes people say, oh, nothing. You know, I, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for the mistakes, which, which is true. But if you could change something, what would you do? I changed a lot of things, actually. Um, really? I would definitely change. Um, I was a little impulsive in the beginning and probably... Um, in order to get discounts with volume of buying materials, I, I maybe overstocked and then I had materials sitting that um, 
I didn't need. And then looking back, I, I probably would do that a little differently. Definitely keeping track of numbers, sales and figures and being more detail oriented in admin, uh, which is something I hate as a designer. And I was going to say, People tend to ignore the administration of things. Yeah, it's my worst. I hate it, but I, I know it's a necessary evil, so d- definitely in running a business. Yeah. And just knowing exactly where everything is at all times. So as you were yeah. doing this and you're growing and you're doing it by yourself, right? What point did you decide, hey, I need to bring some other people on? So from the beginning, I had other people always, and I've always outsourced the things that I don't know a lot about. I mean, one of the things, I, I don't mind telling your um, listeners is that I, I'm not very good technically on the computer. Um, I just miss that. I'm just that little bit too old and I, I don't have that computer brain. Um, so I always get other people to help me with line sheets or lookbooks or um, inventory mm-hmm. um, spreadsheets and things like that because I'm not great at that. You know, knowing what one's weakness is a strength because... Otherwise, you could, again, you could be the one that just is like, I shot myself in the foot. Oh, I should get someone to do something about that. But <laughs> you don't. So I think that's a strength, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And also, the people that I deal with, I just value them. And mm-hmm. work for me, I really, really value them a lot. As So given that you've worked with a team from the beginning, and you've kind of established yourself with a group of people who've kind of come up with you, it sounds like, mm-hmm. right? What What is it, though, that you look at, at on this journey and were surprised by? I mean, you had to have some kind of expectations, but what surprised you about it? Um, it surprises me often and still every day mm-hmm. how much people want you to succeed and mm-hmm. how positive people are in this country about helping you because the great American dream is something that people aspire to. So on my journey, I felt that people want to almost help me get there because it means that there's room for them to get to, to that point. It's, it's just, that's been a beautiful thing that I've seen, a really positive thing in building this business. You know, I am surprised a little bit about that. I mean, I would love that. I'm glad that's your answer. But, you know, so many people are afraid that people are against them, that it's all about the competition. And, you know, to hear your answer, I'm like, hey, guys, there's room for everyone, apparently. Well, I I don't know if this is PC to say this, but um, most of the people I deal with are women. A lot of the women that I deal with are older. Mm. They're career pivoting themselves or the women who've had children who've grown up, they're empty nesters and they're so supportive. I mean, some of my stores, the women who run and own them have become my closest friends. Mm. Uh, My manufacturer is not a woman, um, but is probably one of my biggest supporters in building a brand. And there are days that I think I just can't do it anymore. (laughs) Emotional and I get into the factory and it's all too hard. And my manufacturer says, you're doing all the right things. Hang in there. It's good. You're getting there. You're getting there. Because it's a struggle sometimes. But then I remember, and I, today I spoke to a beautiful woman that I met who makes jewelry, Nan Fusco. And she, I met at a trunk show in a store that we're in in Dallas. 
And she has then got our brand into three stores that she knows just wow. because she loves what we're doing and loves me. It's just beautiful support. So I, in turn, have introduced her to people and I don't know, there's this beautiful feeling of, of networking. I like it. There's no, enough for everyone. That's awesome. Yeah. Like that's, that's exactly what you want to happen. That's exactly what you want to hear. Yeah. I just don't hear that often. Um, you know, every day. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That, that's a valid point. Because I think people are afraid um, if I reach out, then it's a nick for knack or tit for tat kind of thing. It sounds like it doesn't have to be. It's just supporting one another to rise together. Well, I mean, there's not a quick pro quo of you do this for me and, and right. you for me. But, you know, if someone like this lovely woman introduced me to stores and in return, I, I, when the time was right and I happened to be in a store that was perfect for her, I, I mentioned her. And, yeah, I think, um, look, I think when you're also a little more experienced and at a certain age, you're not as threatened by everything around you. You know, what happens will happen. Yeah, and that's an awesome mindset to have, frankly, because, uh, one, that's what networking is about. That is the importance. I think you're, you're, you're showing exactly what people want to come out of networking is you don't just, you know, pitch someone for the sake of pitching, but this is right. I know someone for it. They're in my network. Let me connect you. Mm -hmm. And that's fantastic. I have to tell you, I'm in, we're in, Canvas and Hyde is in 23 stores. Most of those stores are, a result, a direct result of someone that I've met or a referral from someone who knew someone, not cold calling or sending an email or doing a trade show or any of that, just through people telling people about us. Wow. That, that's proof itself Yeah, that, um, that it works, that people are kind. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Sometimes. Yes, pe- sometimes, but people are kind. That's a great takeaway. Yeah. So when, as you've been kind of figuring this out, you talked about earlier that you've had moments where you've wanted to quit. We have people who chase dreams and struggle, you know, when they hit those rough patches. What did you do when you kind of face that? And I'm sure it's more than once. Like, what's your, not go-to, but how do you handle that? You know, I think on that journey, and, and that happens to me quite often. I mean, mm-hmm. things happen every day that are challenging, maybe not every day, but every week there's a challenge and how do I get through this? How do I navigate what's Mm -hmm. going on? Um, I think being kind to yourself is great. I mean, I take a bath and I like candles and I put beautiful Epsom salts in and and a glass of white wine in the bath. That For me, that's like a reward for a hard day and, and getting through a challenge. I think those small little things help me. And remembering that Whatever it is that you're doing, I'm running a handbag business and trying to sell bags to people in America. There are people in the world who are starving. There are people with no water. What we're doing is is great, but I'm not saving lives. I'm not feeding sure. the homeless. So I think not taking yourself too seriously is a really important thing. And, and all of our problems are really pertinent at the time, but just looking at the bigger picture sure. of our lives on this planet. That helps me a lot. 
because like, oh, I can't do it anymore. They think, wait a minute, I'm so lucky. Look where I live. And then I get through it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a few things there that I, I want to unpack. One, the idea of self care, that is fantastic. I mean, everyone's different, but the fact that, you know, your go to is hey, self care, you know, I mean, the time we're recording this, it's Mental Health Awareness Week. And so I'm huge on mental health and, and just taking care of yourself. So that's awesome. Absolutely. You know, and how important that is. And then two, it sounds like you have a healthy way of looking at things because that's, that's also important. To your, to your credit, we're not saving lives. No. And even this podcast isn't saving lives. <laughs> well, you might. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But <laughs> to, to that point, you know, that putting things in perspective does, I think, help. You know, I think we freak out over. Oh, we do. So easily. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's it's like a trigger, mm-hmm. but it's hard to turn it off at the same time. It is hard. It is hard. And so, especially it's hard if you haven't seen it, if mm-hmm. you've never traveled. Um, and, you know, I've traveled a lot. So I've spent time in Africa and India and Asia. And, you know, I've, I've seen life at its best and its worst. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, remembering that really helps. Yeah. So. As someone who is a business owner and family woman, mm-hmm. how do you balance work life? Like, has that been easy? Is, has one suffered over the other over the years? Like, for those who are kind of considering that, what do you do? How did, what, how did it work for you? So my, I was a, a single mom for four years and my daughter was at home and it was high school and then trying to get into college, which if anyone has done it, knows is a stressful time. So building a brand and going through that was kind of difficult to juggle. But again, it's putting everything into perspective. Um, I, I mean, I will say that I did sit on my computer oftentimes in bed till midnight. And then because I also deal with Italy, I would wake up very early to have phone conversations because they're... Oh, time difference. ahead, Right. That, and then I'm from Australia, so then I'd be talking to family at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock. So there's a lot of that. Um, sleep? What was that? Yeah, sleep. <laughs> um, balancing, everyone's different. I'm an empty nester now, so I find I found before I was able to balance a lot better because I had to. Mm-hmm. I needed help with homework or dinner ready or her washing done or her room clean. Now the balance is more tricky because I'm on my own. So it's you don't have a counterbalance. Exactly. It's all work. Mm. And then sometimes I think, oh, wait a minute. It's the weekend. <laughs> wait, it's evening? When did that happen? Yeah. Oh, it's dark already. <laughs> when, when, oh, I should eat something, right? That's. I used to cook a lot um, and I loved it. But cooking for someone is so... Yeah different to cooking for yourself. Mm-hmm. Boring now. I don't, I don't want to cook for myself. <laughs> so yeah, I don't eat as well anymore. It, it's a struggle. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons people don't chase their dreams is they, they don't feel that they could manage the two things that they're juggling. And so, I mean, I think you find a way. It does involve sacrifice, like your sleep, for example, <laughs> but at least you could spend time with your daughter. But, but I will say for anyone wanting to chase their dreams, there's something so innately rewarding and, mm-hmm. and it's very difficult to even articulate it and put it into words. 
about having a little success, whether it's a tiny milestone or a huge order into a big store, it, it's the biggest high that you've ever had when it's for something that you're chasing for yourself. I'm sure working for a corporation and achieving things is wonderful, but when it's yours, there's nothing like it. That, that propels you to get up the next day. And boredom, that's a thing of the past. I don't think I, I just don't even know how it can be October. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think you hit the nail on the head with that because there is something about the rush of working on your dreams, I think. So there was a time last week that I did not have any time to chase my dream. I was daytime work, daytime in the evening work. It was just work, work, work. And I realized, one, when I don't get to work on my dreams, if I don't get to do a little bit, even just a little bit, um, it dreams me. You know, Actually chasing my dream and giving myself time to do it relaxes me. It's my own version of self-care. And everybody's different. Some of you may be like, that's weird. It's not actually because... Like you said, even the smallest progress, the smallest um, success is like a high. It's, it's such an adrenaline rush. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's so exciting that this week when I finally got to get back to it, I was like, man, life is good. Life <laughs> is great. So I, now I try to make time just for even like a half hour of working on something. Yeah. yeah I completely relate to that. That's mm-hmm. exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. And guys, join us in that feeling of elation to chase our dreams. It's fun. It's exciting. And, um, you know, let me ask you something, because this is a, a, something I've been debating recently. It's goals versus journey and in chasing your dream, right? Mm-hmm. So you created this company. Mm-hmm. It's doing well. Mm-hmm. Is there a goal for you where you're going to say, hey, now I've made it. This is it. Or is it about the process and the journey of this company overall. So there's definitely a goal. And isn't that funny when you talk about chasing your dreams? Mm-hmm. For me, my dreams keep mutating. They keep changing okay. and, and, and evolving, I guess, and growing. So, you know, the dream was to start the brand. And I guess, honestly, I probably didn't think it through enough. Like, okay, so I start a brand and I'm in all these stores and then I get bigger and then I scale and then then what? Yeah. But then after that was achieved, the dream, I mean, the dream one day, I'd love to have a, a store in Manhattan, a flagship store, and then I would love to sell internationally. So, I mean, the dream can just be as big as you can make it. Um, the goal is to... Um, to have a brand that is sustainable and luxury and elegant and timeless that people love and synonymous with style and timeless elegance that everyone recognizes. That would be. And that's, that's awesome. To me, that sounds like a long-term goal or short-term, depending on, on how you achieve it with milestones that you're kind of working towards. Right. And because the thing that I think people are so focused on is only the goal that they lose themselves to forget what the journey is like. And it just becomes robotic almost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like you are kind of living your journey one going through it, but you're also adapting, evolving it. And so you don't know where it's going to take you. And at the same time, you're still chasing that one goal, that one notoriety, uh, recognizability, you know, acknowledgement. And, you know, if you get it, when you get it, 
it'll be awesome. It'll be amazing. But at the same time, I think you're doing it right in that you're enjoying the journey of it at the same time. And I think that's what's yeah dichotomy. Yeah, I never really thought about that. I mean, there is an element of fear associated sure. with that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. What if it fails? What if there is another financial crisis in the world and no one wants beautiful luxury handbags? What if someone copies my bags? What if one of the majors makes exactly what I'm making better? I, there is that. I do sure. wake up and wor- worry about things like that. But, you know, I, I can't do anything about it. So, But you're still doing it. That's the thing. I mean, you're, you're, it sounds like you're embracing that fear. You're not letting it stop you. But no. you're, you're going to keep going. Yeah. So I got to ask, you know, you, you talk about how more mature woman who has kind of started this company, a lot of people are in different phases of the journey. Some are young, some are in a middle, mid-age state, right? Whatever. What would you say to someone who's struggling to, to change or pivot, but they're just not happy where they are currently? So I would say that the clock's ticking. I wish that I had done this 10 or 20 years ago. Mm. One of the things about most dreams, I guess, is that physically, I mean, my business takes a lot of physical exertion. I'm, you know, lifting hides. I'm pulling out leathers. I'm lifting boxes and and a lot of different things that that take a lot of effort. And sometimes, honestly, in the morning, my back just like (laughs) manual labor. It's a thing. Twenty five anymore. I and I guess that's with any dream. The younger you do it and start it, Mm -hmm. there it is. But would you say that it's too late for someone? Because that's the other thing that people seem to struggle with is, it's too late for me. I, why bother? Oh, my gosh. It's never too late. It's just mm-hmm. never too late. I think I was 47 when I started this business. So, I mean, is that too late? Most of the, the, my contemporaries are thinking about cruising with their husbands because they're empty nesters and I decide to, to start a brand, I think that, look, whilst it's much better to be younger because you have that physical capability, you're also, when you approach a problem with a wealth of experience at our age, you approach it a little differently and that has its advantages. You're I don't know. You're a little more cautious, a little more level-headed. I don't know. There, there are advantages to to being older and starting it later. And who wants to die not having done it? There you go. There you go. I, yeah. I'm allowed to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, because that's a real thing. I. So I never understood why people wait to take their vacations. Right. Wait till I retire. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, unfortunately, but what if something were to happen before you could retire? I know. Well, also, it's, I think it's a function of your upbringing as well. I, it's so funny. People talk about fashion and my father um, was quite religious. So I would go to church and Sunday school every Sunday growing up. And we had, I had an outfit for Sunday school that I was able to wear a beautiful dress, beautiful shoes. But the minute we got home, we took it off and didn't wear it again until next the following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I always grew up thinking that you had to have good clothes and then normal clothes. And now I'm like, 
sod that. Clothes are meant to be worn. Everything is for every day. So I've gotten out of that pattern of behavior. But I think people are a function of their culture, their upbringing, their parents, their financial position, I guess, at the time. Sure. No, I think all of that's absolutely true, 100%. I mean, that's one of the reasons we started the show is to kind of fight or show people that you don't have to be stuck in a rut. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. You don't have to be. So yeah. Lisa, it is time to get to know you just a little bit better. Ooh, okay. Are you ready? <laughs> these are the five questions. These are the questions. Now, before I do that, How can these lovely folks get to know you, find you, contact you? Where's the best place to go? Best place is my website, which is canvasandhide.com. Awesome. All right. The questions are here. And Instagram as well, I guess. Yeah. What's your Instagram? Canvas and Hide. (laughs) So simple, guys. Those will be on the show notes, though, in case you guys didn't pick it up. It will be on the show notes. All right. We got five questions. To get right. to know you just a little bit better. Just going to mix it up. All, All right. right. I feel like you answered this one like in the middle of one of those questions. So I'm going to choose again. All right. Number one. Mm. Who was the best James Bond? Oh, Roger Moore. <laughs> Spy who loved me. Absolutely. No, there was no hesitation. None. Oh. I was going to say Sean Connery. Yeah. Uh, no, he's, he's great, but. Uh, Roger Moore, I've had a crush on since I was about eight. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's fair. That's your answer. That's fair. Number two. Did you see The Spy Who Loved Me? Yes. It was good. I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't good. It was classic. It's well, just, I like Sean Connery. That's, that's okay. all. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed. Which childhood friend would you like to reconnect with? Oh. Do you know, my oldest friend meaning not old but that i've known since the i was longest uh-huh called me this morning she lives in tuscany christine Get out of here so i don't and in fact i have another girlfriend living in vietnam karen like i'm friends with all my childhood friends so there's no one that i haven't kept in touch with that i would like to that's so wonderful yeah and i i'm really proud of that actually i think you should be i yeah. mean that's yeah. That's and a nice way to answer that question. I live in America and they live all around the world. So we don't even live on the same continents. Which is even more impressive, but given the fact that you sacrifice sleep, not surprising. <laughs> that's, that's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like, sleep, who needs that? Yeah. Please. Yeah. All right. Number three. Number three? Yeah, I think it's number three. Okay. Would you rather have more time or more money? More money. <laughs> that's fair having a startup that's uh self-funded means that you know it's you're more difficult uh, I, I feel like you're more cognizant of the money right <laughs> it's just a part of you that's like mm, i know this i i said to someone that i feel like i have uh, one pizza and 10 children who are all screaming to be fed <laughs> um you know what guys that is the best description of a solopreneur that I've ever heard. That is, yes. It was a single pizza with 10 mouths to feed. Yeah, that's that's what it's like. Yeah, and sometimes you're like, oh, no, no, you only get half a piece. (laughs) But you need two pieces. (laughs) No, no, no. no, no. 
Sorry. Don't take the off. And then they take it and you're like, oh man, now what do I do? Damn. Now you go with that. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to switch this question because I didn't like it. All right. What's your most favorite pair of shoes you've ever owned? Oh. Oh, wow. That's probably Todd's. I love wearing Todd's. Okay. Super comfy. And oh, wait. Can I go and look at my wardrobe? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to trust the answer. We'll go with Todd's. They are comfy. Yeah, isn't that sad that I didn't say something like Louboutin or something really high and sexy? No, no. I think that's. I think you went with comfort, and I respect you for that. I went with comfort. I respect you for that. Thank you. (laughs) Number five. I think it's five. All right. What's the most unusual thing you've done lately? Wow. I know it's going to take a second. You got to think about it. Yeah, I need to think about it. The most unusual thing I've done lately. Oh, 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 I know. <laughs> What'd you do? I just went to Scotland um, for a girlfriend's birthday and I, um, they went, we, we went and picked plums off the um, trees, plums, cherries. Oh, wow. Oh, it was just fantastic on this beautiful estate. Um, about three hours out of, um, what are we flying to? Oh, my gosh. I'm, why have I got a mental blank? Um, Edinburgh, out of Edinburgh. So it was beautiful. That was the most unusual thing I've done is just to go to this estate and um, pick yeah. fruits. Pick fruits, um, pick eggs. There were chickens running around. Oh, my goodness. They did have a duck hunt that I didn't participate in, um, but I was a spectator because that's what they do interesting yeah i'd say that's unusual but very cool at the same time super cool very nice all right i got one question to ask you before i let you go yeah for all the dream chasers that are listening right and having chased your dream chasing your dream still yeah what is one thing lesson you've learned that you would impart upon them today if i could sit down and chat to all the people that are stuck in a rut and wanting to do something that they've always dreamed of doing, I would probably say you're stronger, smarter, and better than you think you are. Mm. You'll surprise yourself if you do it. I love that. I love that because you're right. None of them would believe you Uh, or they (laughs) would, they wouldn't think that until you told them, right? I mean, they'd be doubters until they heard you say that. Well, I think that's the reason people don't um, do do the things that they want to do and chase their dreams is just Mm -hmm. self-doubt. And you never know until you start chasing something how strong you are and and how much you can actually achieve. Absolutely. I've done that about myself. I just never thought I'd be able to do half the things I've done. And you've been surprised by it. Very. There's um, an expression very similar to what you said before and it's the chains of habit are too weak to be felt until they're too strong to be broken. And habit just, just takes over your life. Go to break. I love that. Yeah, I thought you would. I love that. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah, totally love that. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story, being honest with these guys. Loved every minute of it. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. You're so Thanks. easy to talk to. Thanks. So guys, Do be sure to check out the show notes over on amyj21.com slash episode 211. 
You can find all the information about this episode, more about Lisa and how to reach out to her on the show notes page. And you guys have a fantastic week. Till next time, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's aimeej one Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Chasing.